Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Well, hello! I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Belly up to the bar here. Let's have a little chat. Happy holidays to you and yours. Uh, The holidays will not affect our Locked On schedule at all. I will be here uh, tomorrow. We will pick all the games and we will review some games on Monday, as usual. But uh, we will be watching games despite the holidays and uh, having people here, going to my parents for Christmas Eve, the usual. But uh, I'll be working and trying to do what I can Christmas-ish. Christmas-ish. So, tonight, we have a good one. Giants-Eagles. And just when I thought the Eagles... It's interesting, I actually just wrote an article for two different sites on the Giants D and one on Wentz. And, you know, where those two are at right now. So check them out. They'll be on my timeline today at some point, Thursday. Um, And the fact is with Wentz is... First of all, I didn't expect the Eagles to run the ball at all on Baltimore last week. And you watch the tape, it was pretty impressive. They were moving people. They were moving those guys laterally, the big you know, big Ravens defensive linemen, which are similar when you look at guys like Harrison and the defensive line for the Giants. Getting them moving laterally and then with zone runs and some holes opening, and Matthews looked good hitting them. Lane Johnson comes back tonight. I think he might be the best right tackle in the entire league. Maybe he's rusty. Who knows? But that's a nice jump start. I like this line overall. Hate the weapons. Uh, I'm still a Matthews supporter. I mean, I I still think this guy's really talented. Uh, Much like Jonathan Stewart. He's easy to overlook. But, I mean, this guy was a mid-first-round pick not that long ago. And at times still looks like it. He did last week. Um, the, The crux of the article on Wentz is... Don't worry, he'll be fine. He's going to be a star, but they need to cut down his his attempts. You know, the I think it's the last what eight or nine games, and it's all laid out in the article. He he has more attempts per game than Drew Brees is averaging for the season. Who's leading the league? You know, the, that's a terrible formula. I mean, you're, you're throwing that much. He's throwing like forty three times a game over the last two months or so. It's a terrible formula. I mean, no matter who you are as a rookie quarterback, that's asking too much especially considering who his pass catchers are. His receivers, I think, might be the worst in the league or in the conversation. This shocked me in doing research, finding it out about this this, this receiving core. It's awful. Nelson Aguilar has the most snaps of any of their wide receivers. He stinks. He's bad. And he's on the field way too much then, obviously. I do think... And and clearly that favors the Giants. Shut down corners with or without Janoris Jenkins. I don't think the receivers do much of anything. Uh, but he Wentz has developed a big time rapport with uh, Zach Ertz, and that's fine. You know, I think it's more by default than anything. Uh, he's getting pelted with targets, usually in the middle of the field, but sometimes a little bit downfield. And Ertz is okay. He's not a top ten tight end in my opinion, but he's probably right outside that. 
he's an above average athlete and player for the position, but he's not special. I don't think he's ever going to be a pro bowler or maybe one or twice in his career if he puts up huge numbers. You know, but Wentz is trusting him. He's feeding him. Um, the Giants vary their coverages a great deal. Uh, they have a lot of man type corners that can, I'm sure, lock down these receivers when, when you'll see Landon Collins on Ertz a lot, but they'll also blitz him. I would think they'll come after Wentz quite a bit because they don't fear the weapons. Shutting down the run will be key, um, but I would imagine that they probably will do that reasonably well. And and you look at the other side of the ball, some, uh, you know, Beckham has a really good matchup. And to me, that's enough for me to pick the Giants as well as their defense is playing. Number one red zone defense in the league. We talked about that yesterday with New York. Um, Beckham, they're not using Shepard as much, but I still think he's a quality player and will present problems this evening. I think Beckham has a giant game. Not that I trust uh, Manning at all. And I read a stat today. He, he's thrown for less than 260 yards in eight consecutive games. I mean, that's bad, man. That's bad. Um Whatever. Uh, I mean, he's and, and they don't run the ball. I mean, that's what I'm getting at here. And I'm interested to see Perkins. Uh, you know, the, that Ravens Eagles games. Both teams ran on each other quite well. Can they get Perkins going tonight? Maybe. Maybe. You know, I, I like this kid. I think he's got a chance to jumpstart this running game a little. I don't trust Manning. I think their line will have a long day against the Eagles defensive line. Um, but Beckham feeds and, and has a huge day. I think Eli does enough. Um, I don't think they win big. I'm thinking like 21-13, right in that neighborhood. A couple other stats I pulled. Um, the No one's allowing fewer touchdowns per game than the Giants. Uh, they haven't allowed two touchdowns in 10 straight games. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And, and Zach Ertz is leading the... Uh, since over the last five weeks, he has 53 targets and 34 catches. So he's been getting pelted with targets, as I mentioned. So I think the Giants win this one. Uh, sets up pretty well for them. Now I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor, BetDSI.com. you got to check out BetDSI.com. If you love football, you want to get in the action. They've been in business twenty years, over 20 years. They're a top-rated business. I play there with pretty good success, by the way. Uh, they have a great football special. You sign up today, you get 10 bucks free to try their service. BetDSI is also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. They have fantastic customer service. Very fast, easy payment of winnings. And I've done a little bit of winning there. Hundreds of football and basketball and hockey and UFC and every kind of wager you can imagine. They also have, which is my favorite, is the in-game wagering on games. You know, obviously football games are where I would you know pay the most attention. Um, I've mentioned this to you many times that when you really get a feel for a game after a quarter or a couple drives, I think you have a bigger advantage than before the game. See how things are going. Maybe some injuries happen. Uh, but you can you can virtually play everything at BetDSI. So go there now. Go to BetDSI.com right now. That's BetDSI.com. Go there and use the promotion code. It's mine. NFL10. Get your free wager and start winning today. How can you beat that? So, next on the docket is I'm just going to spin off the all the Pro Bowl selections. And first, I'm going to tell you my thoughts on the Pro Bowl. I think it's really, really dumb. Um, I wish they didn't even play a game. You know, Tyler Eifert blew out a knee last year. 
it's a dangerous sport. There's nothing to gain. It's not like the old days where early 80s or whatever, and the winning team won 10 grand, and that was a big deal to the players that weren't making much of the time. Uh, now the game is just a nuisance. People play half-ass. Um, a lot of people don't even play in it. But I do think that the honor of you're a Pro Bowl, you're an All-Star, whatever, is substantial. You know, that give these guys the credit they deserve for having a great year. Um, one thing you do find, especially with offensive linemen, is you a lot of guys get in a year later than they should and probably stay a year or two later than they should unless they come into the league highly recognized early first round pick, you know, a household name and they do they live up to the billing. But some of the guys like you know that are second, third, fourth round pick offensive linemen, it's true at other positions, but especially offensive linemen because they're more nondescript to the average fan. Um, don't get the credit they deserve for having a great year. So here are the guys. First of all, and oh, by the way, I won't watch one snap. I haven't watched a snap of the Pro Bowl in 10, 20, 10, 10, 15 years, whatever. When I was 10, I liked it. But anyways, AFC wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, as, as Pro Bowl rosters go, that's not all that strong. I don't think Amari Cooper's having a good year. AJ Green's been hurt. Um... At tackle, Joe Thomas, he's been a little down from his usual level. Donald Penn's been very good. Taylor Lewan's been very good. The guards are Yonda, Osemele, former uh, teammates, and DeCastro for the Steelers. I would say DeCastro is a borderline guy. Uh, center is Hudson from the Raiders. Pouncey from the Steelers, I would say he's a borderline guy. You don't have to have a problem with either one of those guys going, but I think they're borderline the AFC tight ends are Kelsey and Delaney Walker. The quarterbacks are Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, who I don't think is having a Pro Bowl year. Running backs, Le'Veon Bell, DeMarco Murray, LaShawn McCoy, and Kyle Chuck from the Ravens is the fullback. Defensive end, we got Khalil Mack, Cameron Wake, Jadavian Clowney. Interior lineman, we got Geno Atkins, Namakong Sue, Jarrell Casey. He's a perfect example of a guy that uh, it wasn't a big name, and now that he's in the Pro Bowl, he probably will continue to go, rightfully so. Outside linebacker, it, we got Von Miller, Lorenzo Alexander, Brian Arakpo, who I'm writing an article about right now and will be up today. Inside middle linebacker, Dante Hightower, C.J. Mosley. The corners are Peters, Talib, Hayward, who's having a phenomenal year, and Chris Harris. The free safeties. It's weird to me that they do free and strong safeties. You know, like, they don't really recognize the difference between different linebacker positions at times, but they do free and strong safety. To me, that's dumb. Let's just pick four safeties and be done with it. But they, there's three here. McCordy and Nelson on the Raiders are your freeze. Strong is Eric Berry. Your punter is McAfee. Your kicker is Justin Tucker. Obviously, your returner is Tyreek Hill. Obviously, Special teamer, Matthew Slater. Uh, NFC, the wide receivers are a very good group. Julio, Odell, Evans, Fitz, who I love, but he's really tailed off lately. Tackles, this is a really good group too. Tyron Smith and Trent Williams, wow. And Jason Peters. Guards are Martin, Shreff, TJ Lang from the Packers. Centers are Frederick and Alex Mack. Tight ends are Olsen and Jordan Reed, although he's is slumped, been injured, hasn't done much lately. Get to that in a moment. Quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. Running back, Zeke 
David Johnson, Devontae Freeman, fullback Mike Tolbert. Defensive end, Everson Griffin, very good player. Cliff Averill, very consistent player. Michael Bennett has not had his best year due to injury. Interior lineman, Aaron Donald's an easy one. Gerald McCoy's had a very good year. Fletcher Cox has been good. Outside linebacker, Beasley's racking up sacks. Uh, obviously, that's important. Um, we got Kerrigan, underrated. Thomas Davis, who I think is a bit of a stretch here. Inside middle linebackers, Keekley and Wagner. Uh, that might be a little bit reputation-based, especially considering Keekley was his injured and maybe shut down for the year. Janoris Jenkins, Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman, Xavier Rhodes are the corners. It's free safeties, Harrison Smith, Clinton Dix. I'm cool with that. Landon Collins, who we were just talking about, is a strong. Punter is Hecker. Kicker is Matt Bryant. Return specialist, Cordero Patterson. Special teamer is Dwayne Harris. So I'm cool with all that. I mean, all in all, I don't think it's a bad list. I wouldn't want to be in charge of these. Here's a couple guys from the AFC, though, that I thought belonged. Andrew Luck, to me, should go in over Roethlisberger. Um, Paradise, the, the center for the Broncos, deserves it more than Pouncey. Uh, a couple other linemen that I would have heavily considered are Andrew Whitworth. Uh, Jack Conklin, his rookie year, is playing really, really well. Zeitler. I could give or take. Him or DeCastro to me are pretty much a push. I thought Leonard Williams has is having a Pro Bowl year on a terrible team. Maybe next year he gets in and stays there for the next eight or whatever. Uh, Melvin Ingram, to me, is having a Pro Bowl year. Eric Weddle's having a Pro Bowl year. And A.J. Bouye the, from the Texans has come out of nowhere and is having a Pro Bowl year. Um, all respect, all respect to Dak Prescott, but you can't tell me that he's more deserving of a Pro Bowl berth than Drew Brees or Matthew Stafford. Uh, I understand Rodgers. I understand Ryan. Obviously, there's a logjam there. I get that Prescott's a fan favorite and a rookie and all those wonderful things, but Brees and Stafford are more deserving. Um, I would have put Jimmy Graham in over Reed. Um, Snacks Harrison, I think, deserves some credit, but run stuffers generally aren't going to get that kind of consideration. Calais Campbell's having another great year. Uh, I think he should is having a Pro Bowl caliber year. One of the more underrated defensive linemen in the league is Cameron Jordan for the Saints. The team he plays on doesn't help. I really like his game. I think he's absolutely had a Pro Bowl year, uh, as has Graham for the Eagles. We'll see him tonight. Go out of your way to watch Brandon Graham tonight. He's a great player coming off the edge. And as big a Pro Bowl snub, I think, as you're going to find is Sean Lee. I just think Sean Lee's an easy, easy uh, Pro Bowler this year and by far the most important player on a defense that has the most wins and you know best record in the league. All right, all right. As you may have figured out, I am fighting a cold and doing my best to get better before the holidays, before the uh, football weekend. Um... It is Twitter Thursday. I asked for questions this morning. I only got a couple decent ones from you guys. So you got to say the practice squad isn't coming up huge on Twitter Thursday on this particular day. My hunch is a lot of you are not in the office goofing off. Instead, you're at home doing Christmas things with your family. So you get a pass this week. I'll let that slide. But King Conklin has a really good question. Um, what does LeBeau need to make the Titans defense great next year? Do you go designated pass rusher, rangy inside linebacker, or cornerback with those first-round picks? Well, this is even a bigger question, King. 
Um, first of all, they're not losing much in free agency in terms of guys that could leave off their team. You know, when when I'm often, you know, especially these bad teams, or this time of year and certainly when the season ends, let's go analyze what we should do this offseason. I think the first thing you look at is who are the impending free agents from your own team. With Tennessee, there's not a lot of note. Okay. What does it look like in terms of how much we have to spend in cap space for others or slash retaining our own? And for that, I go to overthecap.com. Jason does a great job over there. You have to check him out for all your cap needs, free agency needs. He's also putting out a a series right now. Uh, I'm going to get him on the show at some point in the offseason. And he's putting out a series right now, uh, position by position, of players that makes sense to possibly move on from them to cut them for salary cap reasons. You know, guys like, uh, he's done quarterbacks, he's done running backs. Jay Cutler's his top quarterback, makes sense. Jamal Charles is his top running back. These guys are expensive, they're getting up in age, injuries, whatnot. So, anyways, I go there and I search and get an idea of, are these guys near the top of the list, near the bottom of the list of available dollars to spend? And once again, as you'd imagine, the Titans have a lot to spend, which is phenomenal. Not to mention they have all this draft capital that King alluded to, and I've mentioned to you many times. You know, they had the first overall pick last year, traded down, gathered up picks. Um, so they have the Eagles' first-round pick. That's dying. Or no, they have the Rams' first-round pick, even better. Um, so here's my priorities for them through free agency and, of course, into the draft. And... I think priority number one and two has to be secondary that really need a corner, really need a safety. If they could get two above average starters through the early picks in the draft slash free agency, that would go a long way for this defense. In my opinion, Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I think it's kind of, I, I think first of all, this offseason should be heavily, heavily defensive weighted. And all those things you mentioned, you know, like Arakpo's playing really well, but how long is he going to be there for? You know, they drafted Kevin Dodd. You haven't seen much from him. Another pass rusher sure wouldn't hurt in LeBeau's offense. You know, he's used to having Kevin Green and Lloyd and Gildon and Porter and Harrison and, you know, these type of guys. Um, so when in doubt, always go D-line or pass rush. I very much agree with that. And they will have extra picks to do those type of things. Priority one. Massive, big priority is defense, let's fix. Priority one is fix the secondary and throw a lot of resources at it. I mean, maybe three guys. You know, your first-round pick, your third-round pick, and a serious free agent, a B-level starting free agent. On offense, wouldn't kill you to add an interior offensive lineman considering the style of play that you employ. You know, you're going to run a lot, and if you happen to deal with injuries, when in doubt, to have an extra one of those guys, third-round or fourth-round or something like that. Maybe a second rounder you love. But I basically look at the at the Titans and think, if you can get a number one receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, first round pick, um, that's what you need. I mean, I don't think you just add a third round receiver to the mix because that's what you got already. If you can find a difference maker at receiver, I think you pull the trigger there. Um, and a high percentage of your the rest of what you do is secondary and scattered throughout the defense. So, again, I mean, I think the Titans are going to be really good next year. Um, Like I said, you guys kind of stink on the questions today, and part of that's my fault. I didn't push it as much as I uh, originally should have, probably. But let's find an... 
Here's one more. Anders Samut Birch asks, will Floyd, Michael Floyd, have any impact on the Patriots' offense? Well, I assume they think he can. I mean, he's certainly a first-round talent. Um, I had heard the TMZ report of when he got pulled over. That didn't sound good, asleep at the wheel. Uh, he has a incidents coming out of Notre Dame. Uh, I wonder if these are recurring problems, or and which would make me think, well, maybe that's why this guy's been so inconsistent throughout his career because of off the field issues, or did he have, you know, did he have a problem at Notre Dame or a couple isolated incidents there, and he had an isolated incident the other night? I don't know. I mean, I, I won't pretend to speculate on that, um, but he is very talented. Uh, the Patriots, and I guess he could face more disciplinary actions going forward, you know, from the state of Arizona or from the league, who knows. But the Patriots take a chance on him. And my original thoughts are this is an offense that historically takes wide receivers a long time to learn. You know, rarely do rookies come in there and make any impact. Guys like Chad Johnson have come in and just struggled. You know, you really have to be, quote, on the same page with Brady. Timing, rhythm, takes a lot of reps, takes a lot of practice. And I think that you can't expect that from Floyd in some, for some time. But he's going to be active this weekend. I mean, if, I think if you ask him just to be your outside threat, kind of like what they've wanted from Malcolm Mitchell, um, outside the numbers, run some basic routes, I think it gives them a weapon that they don't have. I mean, I, I got to think right now in his stage of his career, he's a better player than Malcolm Mitchell, and I don't dislike Mitchell. Um, but they also got to think he's also at the point where he – is a career crossroads, too. I mean, his contract's up after the year. If he could put together two or three big games between now and the Super Bowl, and you would think the Patriots will play several between now and then, including possibly the Super Bowl, he might be able to entice, hey, the Titans, you know, and to, to pay him and to make him a, quote, number one or 1A type receiver. So I got to think effort and uh, work putting in and all those things should not be a problem. He's facing, you know, a near-death career experience, as my man Sigmund Bloom likes to say. Um, so I would think you'll get the most out of his talents. How quickly can he acclimate? I don't know. I'll be certainly watching this weekend. And But by the playoffs, you would think he'd have a pretty good feel. You know, if Pats get a bye week, Tom and Mike, Michael Floyd spend a lot of time throwing and catching and chatting and learning about the system. You know, maybe by the AFC Championship game, he's one of their best receivers. I don't think that's too far-fetched. All right. Check out our buddies at BetDSI. Uh, we will pick games tomorrow. We'll review tonight's game. I picked the Giants in that one. Um, and you have a wonderful holiday. Hopefully, you guys are not at work. Over and out. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17